Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. And can I say it? Happy Friday. Good to have you back on the broadcast this morning. I want to begin with some good news south of the border. One of the things that I will be absolutely unapologetic about, and that is the defense of life. It's the most foundational thing. I think it was on the text line for this program just the other day. Somebody posted, you know, one of the things the that is officially done when you die, what is the the means by which they determine that you're actually dead? They check for your heartbeat. So, would it not make sense? On the other end of the spectrum, confirmation that you are alive and that you are a human being alive is to check for a heartbeat. Kind of sensible, isn't it? I'm very happy to tell you the South Carolina House has passed a near-total abortion ban for the second time. Just as more than a month after the state Supreme Court struck down the state's six-week ban, the state House voted mostly along party lines, 83 to 31, to ban the procedure from the point of conception, with exceptions for instances of rape, incest, a fatal fetal anomaly, or the health or life of the pregnant individual being at risk. Now, this comes a week after the state Senate approved legislation to ban abortion after cardiac activity can be detected. Typically, that's about six weeks of pregnancy. The South Carolina Supreme Court ruled in a 3-2 decision last month, the state's previous six-week ban, which went into effect after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last June, violated a state constitutional right to privacy. But the author of the ruling and the deciding vote, former Justice Kay Hearn, retired due to age requirements at the end of December. She was the only woman serving on the state Supreme Court and was succeeded by a male justice. This is very intriguing, the way The Hill is reporting on this. Because, as you know, they're characterizing this as a woman's issue. No, this is a human issue. Now the State House and the Senate will need to reconcile the differences between their two bills to pass new legislation 
to restrict access. The state Supreme Court's ruling allowed abortions to be performed at up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. So now the two bodies have to agree. And pass matching legislation. The amended Senate bill, by the way, includes exceptions for rape, incest, fatal fetal anomaly, and protecting the health and life of the pregnant person up to 12 weeks of pregnancy. So the good news is we're moving in the right direction. Something is likely to pass here, and it's likely that something will pass that will receive approval from the Supreme Court if it should make it back there. But I am gratified to see overwhelming support for life. It's something that is not to be taken for granted at all. Either yesterday or the day before, I talked to you about the federal government and the fact that politicians, bureaucrats, love power. They love titles. They don't necessarily like responsibility. And we're seeing this in action right now in one Ohio town, East Palestine. It's really sad to watch this. And the UK Daily Mail does a great job covering this story. You're on your own is the headline. Residents told they're ineligible for FEMA help because their homes weren't destroyed by toxic train derailment. As many ask, where's Pete Buttigieg? And Biden stays silent. Two weeks into the disaster. Where are these people? They're nowhere to be found because they don't care. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine asked for FEMA help, but was turned down. Pete Buttigieg has not visited East Palestine or given any assurances to the town. President Biden is yet to comment on the disaster altogether. You know when this happened? February 3rd. Uh, That's like two weeks, folks, two weeks. So they're ineligible because their homes were not physically destroyed, even though they may be chemically contaminated. Now, residents have been told it's safe to return to their homes. Not surprisingly, many are hesitant, unwilling to accept the assurances of state and federal officials. As a result, they're staying at hotels that are currently being paid for by Norfolk Southern, the rail company whose train derailed a couple of weeks ago. Now, unlike in hurricanes or tornadoes where homes are physically damaged, if not destroyed, the homes in East Palestine, well, of course, they're intact. That coupled with the fact that Norfolk Southern is already paying for accommodation, food and water means the request can't be granted and money that would be released in other disasters remains tied up according to people familiar with the situation. Basically, they're flipping the bird to people in this town. FEMA is not offering any funds. The CDC and Department of Health and Human Services have been drafted in 
The CDC's team will track whether there are any clusters of illness on the ground that may be related to the derailment, while the HHS team will provide additional health care staff, according to the governor's office. The Ohio National Guard also helping out. But the president, transportation secretary, nowhere to be found. They had a town hall meeting about this crisis. People asking the question, where is Pete Buttigieg? Where is he? The mayor, exasperated, saying, I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. Not even a comment out of President Biden. Nothing. As you know, the president underwent a physical exam yesterday. We're going to talk more of this story coming up a little bit later on in the broadcast. The all-important phrase, the phrase that you do not want to hear from anybody in the federal government is actually used. Yes, we'll talk about it coming up. Closer to home here in the city of Charlotte, well, if you got a ticket for speeding, you may have an invalid ticket. You may be getting a call from the district attorney. We're going to talk about th- that story. Also, Faith Focus Friday. I'm going to, um, let's just say, I'm going to uh, have some very important words about what's taking place in Asbury, in Kentucky. And those words may surprise you as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Government officials, absolutely, positively embarrassing to watch. Another huge embarrassment unfolding with the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department. We have learned that some of the electric, the electronic speed monitoring devices used by CMPD 
were not actually tested by technicians with proper certifications. This revelation out of the city of Charlotte. Now, they've had these radar certifications going back to 2008 for radar, LIDAR, one of the newer technologies since 2018. But apparently some issues going on here, and I wanted to get some understanding of what's happened here and why. Who else to unravel all of this for us than our resident newsman and good friend Mark Garrison? Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you. Good morning, Vince. And I'm sure you have all the answers, right? (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting about this is uh, it turns out the city has been skirting the law calibrating these radar guns for 15 years. <laughs> I mean, it's mind-boggling. It really is. And you've got to wonder, It's now, this has come to light in part because of a whistleblower earlier this year who said, hey, um, we're, we're breaking the law here, and they fired him. Now they're offering him his job back. But you've got to wonder if over a 15-year period, who's looking the other way here? Yeah, this is really, uh, th- this is one of the questions, uh, uh, there are a number of questions to explore here. <laughs> Where's the chain of command here, Mark Garrison? Where does it go from uh, this guy, this whistleblower, recognized something was wrong? Uh, where does the buck stop on this? That is an interesting question because uh, this is the city's radio shop. They work on radios for all the city departments, and uh, one of the things they also do is calibrate these uh uh, these 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 guns, these radar guns. So uh, it is a good question as to whether the buck should stop or at least uh, half a buck should stop on the desk of the police chief. Uh, but it was interesting that when they had this press conference the other day, they trotted out some poor woman who runs PR for the city that I'd never even heard of oh and put her online to make some statements and fall on her sword, and that was about it. Uh, so ultimately some of this also has to fall back on the city manager as well. Yeah, no question about that. Give us a sense of the reach of this problem. How far back do we go? And I mean, are we talking about potentially invalidating tickets back to 2008? Well, I mean, certainly a good lawyer might try to make that argument. Uh, the district attorney is, go- is is sort of dancing on this going, look, don't if you got a ticket recently, don't pay it. Uh, when you have a court date, come to court and they're going to play, let's make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, y- you know, they say, well, in some cases, uh, the-, the radar just corroborates what the officer observed. And that's true. Look, if you're going down 485 at 110 miles an hour, uh, the, you know, the cop can testify that, yeah, he was flying. But, but, but still, the evidence you need is the radar gun. And so uh, yesterday, for example, people showing up for court, they had all heard about it. We had an interview with one guy that uh, they said, well, you can get a continuance and get a lawyer if you want to try to just have it thrown out. Or we'll let you plead guilty to faulty equipment, which which means nothing goes on your record. It's not (laughs) on your insurance. Pay a little fine and you're done. And he was like, sold. (laughs) don't blame them at all yeah do we have any idea though of the reach in terms of how many people how many tickets could potentially be invalidated by this you know we have asked that question and it's been estimated in the thousands you know part of the problem is say you got a ticket two years ago and your insurance went up because of it yep uh are you you would have to lawyer up 
and try to get the court to revisit it, try to throw it out. And then, I don't know, would you sue the insurance company to get your money back? These are some questions that we've talked to some lawyers who are like, you know, this is uncharted territory a little bit. But they're kind of licking their chops, I think, anticipating a run on business uh, from some people. But I think probably the more likely scenario is current tickets, maybe going back a year or so. Some people may come back and try to get it thrown out. Uh, We'll just have to see how it plays out. The sheriff, we had him on last night, and he was going, (laughs) I'm having trouble wrapping my head around this. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-boggling. Yes, it certainly is. Now, I'm assuming this does not affect the sheriff's department. It does. Since okay, oh, it so, does. So, so this same radio shop oh, uh, serviced the radar guns for uh, Charlotte cops, the sheriff's department, and one or two of the small towns here in the county. Oh, boy. Yeah. So uh, in terms of fixing this, as I understand it, they believe they're going to have this completely resolved by March 1st. Is that correct? That's that's the goal. For now, they've told all the cops, put your guns down, your radar guns. Don't use them because uh, ultimately what's going to have to happen is they've got to get certified people that they can prove are actually certified to now recalibrate them and check off on that, and then they could start using them again. So that's going to take a while. You know, I I raised a question in, in a piece yesterday as to whether there's a real fraud element here, because we now know from the whistleblower and some others that it wasn't just a case of, oh, we've got uncertified techs. It was a case of supervisors at the shop checking off that these were properly uh, inspected by certified people who knew what they were doing. Well, the inspect the uh, the uh, the supervisors knew they were lying. My goodness, that's a real problem, isn't it? Yeah. So this, the city has said, you know, we're investigating this. I suspect some heads will roll. Yeah. And that was the next question I was going to raise. How far does this reach in terms of responsibility? You mentioned possibly all the way up to the city manager. Um, have you heard, for instance, calls for investigation, uh, city council interested in looking at this at all? What are we hearing? I I think the council might weigh in on this a little bit. They haven't at this point. uh, Again, though, in, in the brief press conference that the city had the other day, they said they are launching an investigation into this. So I, I take from that that, you know, some some somebody will end up getting fired over this whether that's ultimately the person who should be fired over it you know that's always the question in politics right <laughs> it certainly <laughs> is the question mark garrison will certainly continue to follow this all right uh, a story that's uh going to unfold for mm-hmm. quite some time yeah. beyond march 1st i'm sure absolutely <laughs> thanks again sir yep. for joining us this morning sure what are your thoughts on this, folks? I, how in the world do you miss something like this? I mean, this is so monumental. You think kind of basic. But again, doesn't this go back to what I said earlier about responsibility? You want to be in charge? You got to take responsibility somewhere. Any case, we will get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast. Also... As I mentioned, we're going to talk about Asbury coming up in the next hour for Faith Focus Friday. You're going to hear some surprising comments from me. Can I just tell you, I have been corrected by an old friend. I'm going to share his post coming up.
And we're back on the broadcast over on that text line. Some catching up to do. Beginning here. Events, did I hear you say the pregnant individual? Are you buying into the whole men can have babies? Ignorance? I really hope I'm wrong. Yes, you are. (laughs) Very, very simple. This texture says, Vince, they should move the Davos conference to East Palestine if it's so safe. I'm sure they'd love to volunteer and fly in for that. Vince, unfortunately, if these were Democratic voters, Biden, Buttigieg, all of them would be there. It's sad when they take care of illegals coming over the border before they take care of American citizens. And another person adds, but send another $100 billion to Ukraine. Yeah, go figure. Vince Pete said train wrecks happen all the time, so it's not a big deal. Well, of course not. They must have voted Republican or not have enough Democrats to make a difference. You conveniently forgot to mention the railroad companies passing out $1,000 checks to those people. But just like a reporter, you don't mention the good news. Come on, man! Oh, yeah. Just a $1,000 check will make it all go away, right? Yes. Vince, everyone should be infuriated by the lack of concern for these people. This poison is traveling, not staying in Palestine. Say what you will. The Trump administration would have already been there, trying to help these people. But not this administration. They're not concerned about us, people in these United States. We are truly on our own. Yeah. On the ticket issue that's going on, this person's saying, Vince, when you get a ticket, the police immediately turns it into your insurance policy. Well, of course. Well, it's not like the police department does that. The insurance company has immediate access to that information. Boy, this this is going to be so messy, isn't it? So messy on so many levels. And I'm very curious if you've gotten a ticket recently, you know, the past few years, are you going to do something about this? You're going to go back and say, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) It uh, raises all kinds of questions. What else do we have here? Sue the radio shop. It's fraud. What about drivers who get a violation in higher insurance rates? Vince, what about the insurance rates that have gone up for people who have been falsely ticketed for speeding? Who's going to reimburse these people for 15 years of higher insurance rates? It's going to be even bigger problems because now if an officer pulled someone over for speeding and if they search for drugs, now you have those cases too. Oh, boy. Come on, Vince. It's 2023. No one's held responsible for anything these days. Our society is falling fast. Vince, bottom line is drive the speed limit. Stop being impatient. Calm down. You'll get there. Drive safe. Remember, you're not the only driver on the road. Okay. What if we still have a representative government? Are they a sample of the nation? 
Essentially, it means the spiritual state of the nation is sinful. <gasps> Shocking. And this very simple text, I enjoy listening to your show. I am very, very glad to hear that. We were talking about East Palestine and a couple of interesting stories that are going on. What do you do? What's one of the favorite strategies of politicians when something goes wrong? What do you do? Again, you can't take responsibility. So what do you do? Well, one of the things that you do is you blame the previous administration. <laughs> I'm serious, not making this up, folks. Well, we might have done something different if... So the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, is blaming former President Donald Trump for the train disaster, claiming we're constrained by law in some areas of rail regulation and citing a breaking rule that was withdrawn under the Trump administration. A little fact-checking on this reveals this is false. It is true in 2018 the Department of Transportation withdrew a proposed rule requiring trains carrying certain dangerous chemicals to use electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. This rule would not have applied to the train that derailed on February 3rd. In addressing the train derailment on Tuesday, Buttigieg claimed, we're constrained by law in some areas of rail regulation. This breaking rule was withdrawn by the Trump administration in 2018 because of a law passed by Congress in 2015. Boy, they really had to look for this one. So Buttigieg's assertion is incorrect. This is disturbing on so many levels. But is it surprising? Of course not. And then we have this wonderful line that we hear from the EPA chief. Here's the headline from Breitbart. Trust the government. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe somebody would be so dumb to say that? The head of the EPA went to the scene of this derailment, told the community he was from the government and was there to help in the wake of the disaster. Oh, my goodness. He saw a creek that still reeks of carcinogenic chemicals after the derailment and sought to reassure skeptical locals the water is fit for drinking, the air is safe to breathe. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm asking they trust the government. I know that's hard. We know there's a lack of trust. We're testing for everything that was on that train. <laughs> he actually said that. Trust the government. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sure you'll have a field day with this one. Still to come on the broadcast, we do have a very special Faith Focus Friday coming up. Vince Coakley corrected, yes, a friend of mine, a social media post that really, really hit me in the heart. I'll talk about it coming up next hour.
on the Vince Coakley radio program. I thought it would be interesting in light of this message. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I got to look away from this text line a moment. Saw the funniest thing. <laughs> I want to take you back to really my favorite president back in the 80s. Ronald Reagan with some very wise words. And it's helpful for us to understand. Now, as I share this, I know there are people who are going to be saying, well, wait a second here. Did you not say earlier there's something wrong with the fact there's no disaster declaration? You're bothered by the fact that the feds are not helping out? I'm criticizing, essentially, the fact that, again, we have the federal government, which is very much people who are relishing in their titles and their positions, but they're not doing their jobs. That's what I am criticizing. So it's a paradox. On the one hand, the federal government doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And at the same time, it's all up in our business and things that are really none of their business. But I thought it was appropriate to go back to the words of Ronald Reagan. Very short. Here is what Ronald Reagan had to say about big government. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> oh boy. That's a whopper, isn't it? This is what amused me. Trust the government? I would just as soon trust a prostitute not to give me an STD. As far as blaming others, a teacher once told me excuses are like rear ends. Some just smell worse than others. <laughs> no wonder the government is useless. <laughs> Those good at making excuses are not good at anything else. Yeah, pretty much. That's how this works. Quite unfortunate. Let's talk about what's going on on the 2024 front, shall we? Because it's kind of interesting to see what is taking place as a Republican field is starting to emerge. How about this? I love this quote from Andrew Yang. Very short, straight to the point. Call me crazy, but I think if your president is going to be 82 on Inauguration Day, you should probably have a competitive primary. Wow, Andrew Yang calling for a competitive race on the Democrat side. And then we have one Tim Scott, as NBC News reports, test driving a potential presidential campaign message in a speech. Now, Senator Tim Scott did not announce he's running for president at the Charleston County's GOP Black History Banquet Thursday night. But at times, it sounded like he was already a candidate. Scott's one of a handful of Republicans widely believed to be considering a 2024 campaign. And the speech he delivered Thursday seemed to offer a pre preview of the themes that he might center in his bid. Scott's the first black senator from South Carolina, spoke at length about his personal story of overcoming childhood poverty, his family's perseverance through generations of racism, 
and his entrance into politics, arguing his experience is evidence the country's progress on racial issues outweighs modern-day racism. It's one of the things I've always loved about Tim Scott is you're not going to hear victimology out of Tim Scott. It's awesome. Also promoting tenets of his agenda, promoting opportunity zones, conservative police reform, curbing federal spending, and enacting school choice policies. These are really good things. Adding there is a way for us to unify this country around basic principles that lead us forward, but we have to put behind us a lie that this is the worst time in American history. Only if American history started today. This is good stuff. We need to get this audio. I'm sick and tired of people telling me how bad it is. I'm not here to suggest things can't be better. I'm going to work every single day to make sure all Americans play on a level playing field. But today is not 1865. It's not 1923. We've made tremendous progress, and it's time that we as a people celebrate the progress we are making. Wow. Can you imagine delivering this message in a presidential contest? Coming, those words coming from a black man in the face of an opponent, if it's going to be Joe Biden, who is knee-deep in victimology and viewing black people as simply victims the government needs to come along to save. This is a totally different message. And Tim Scott is the man to deliver that. Love to get your thoughts on the possibility of a Tim Scott candidacy for president in 2024. Should he run? Should he not run? Coming up next hour, we'll talk Asbury. They're calling it Revival Underway. And I'm going to share how I was corrected yesterday by a social media post. All of that straight ahead in hour number two. Happy Friday. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 